I've spent an unpleasant amount of time this week canceling a trip with students that we were supposed to take up to Philadelphia and New York, but that was sidelined due to Omicron outbreaks among hosts at our destination. If planning such excursions is one of the more exhilarating aspects of my work, reversing these reservations is among the most deflating. Like most of us, I'm sure I'm so tired of the whiplash associated with preparing and negating all kinds of events and experiences. In the midst of this emotional upheaval, I was struck by an insight, which I was gratified to see echoed in the words of a great 19th century sage. But first, this week we learn of the first mitzvah given in the Torah to the Jewish people, the commandment to sanctify the new moon, Rosh Chodesh. At first blush, this seems an odd choice for an inaugural obligation. Wouldn't Shabbat, or belief in God for that matter, be more appropriate selections? In fact, though, sanctifying Rosh Chodesh is a profoundly Jewish concept. The Jewish calendar is primarily lunar-based, and the Talmud analogizes Jews to this particular celestial body. Just as the moon waxes and wanes, or at least appears to from our perspective, so too the Jewish people may seem to fade at times, only to reemerge brighter than ever. In a personal sense, too, we may often experience failure and disappointment. But like the moon, we can claw our way back and continue to share light with a dark world. A curious midrash describes how, prior to the creation of our current global abode, God built worlds and destroyed them. This clearly is an esoteric statement, and some scholars employ it in formulating a Jewish account of cosmology. But I am more interested in its psychological implications. Why would God have interest in constructing a system that ultimately he would demolish? Furthermore, a key Jewish imperative is that we go in his ways, follow in the ways of God, commonly expressed in the Latin phrase imitato dei, to imitate God. If so, what aspect of this create, destroy, rinse and repeat cycle are we meant to emulate? On this point, I was gifted a flash of insight, which provided some salve to my emotional aggravation. But the identical sentiment is expressed far more eloquently by Rabbi Nossin Svi Finkel, known as the altar, the wise sage of Slabodka. He writes, We are forced to say that also in the destruction of the worlds there is great wisdom, and from this wisdom emerged the world that exists. Not only God has the power to create out of destruction, we, like God, are granted this same ability to find wisdom in the ruins and to create worlds on the backs of those destroyed. This is what it means for the likeness of humanity to be created in the likeness of God. I am still disappointed to be canceling trips and long for the time when stability and predictability will be restored, but at least I can lend some theological coherence to this unnerving back-and-forth process. Yet inherent in this epiphany is the recognition that I cannot wait passively for certainty to return. Even at risk of futility, I must keep planning and preparing as if my designs will materialize. It is these very acts of building and then tearing down which bring the blessings of recreation. May we all discover them in our own confounding lives. Shabbat Shalom.